Hello, welcome everyone to FMC. I am Jeremy, that is SP3, and today we have a special guest. That is Nick Harrison, the professor. Nick, how you doing, man? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. SP3, how are you, buddy? I am doing well. It's more, It's Monday morning, first morning chat. Uh, Jeremy's got his first morning coffee. FMC can mean anything you, you want it to mean here, uh, Nick. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. And it's NBA season. I feel like it's Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good time, man. I'm... I am extremely excited. You know, basketball is my first love. You know, I love basketball before I love football. So digging into this is going to be a treat for me. Real treat. Uh, it is our big NBA season preview. If you're a longtime FMC listener, viewer, it's kind of what we we specialize in, what we talk about the most here. And yes, we are excited to have basketball back in our lives. The tip-off is tomorrow. I'm going to start it off. I'm just going to go ahead and ask. Who you got winning the title? That that's the question. We're gonna get it out there right now. Who do you have winning the championship? SP three. What's the finals and who wins? You know what? I you know what? You want to start off big. I'm gonna give a hook right at the beginning. I will give my winner of the championship at the end of this broadcast. Oh. But finals, Bucks versus Warriors. Okay, Nick. Oh. You know what? We'll, we'll do finals and then we'll give. The who wins at the end? I'll 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 grant you that SV three. Nick, who you got in the finals? Uh, that's a good finals right there. Uh, I'll go Warriors seventy sixers. Okay, uh, in the right. finals. All right, SV three breaks to, through. SV three is about to kill me here when I make this prediction. <laughs> oh man, let's hear it! Let's hear it, Jeremy. My finals is seventy sixers. I am high on them against the Nuggets. That's my finals. <laughs> SV3 is going to kill me as we go through this. All right. Yo, there's start. only two other teams he could have mentioned that I would have got more annoyed by. He said the Suns or the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though even though I would say the Clippers is more of a favorite, but yeah, you're, you're going to have to explain this Nuggets uh, prediction. I will. We go through our, our ranking and who's going to make the playoffs in the play in. I will. Let's start. Let's start with the champions, the Golden State Warriors. They they kick off the season against the Los Angeles Lakers. SB3, you are a Lakers fan, a Lakers defender, a Lakers apologist. They take on the Warriors opening night. What what are we expecting from this game and then from the season with both of these two? SB3, I'll start with you. Go ahead and tell me Russell Westbrook's the greatest player of all time. And LeBron James is going to set new records. And Anthony Davis is going to win the MVP. Ladies and gentlemen of the media, my name is uh, SP3 of the Los Angeles Lakers bandwagon, president and uh, chairman. And I am here to say that our Los Angeles Lakers, we are not going to go in with a whole bunch of bravado going into this season. We're not predicting a championship like I did last year. On, on the Fightful platforms, I'm not going to go as far to say we're going to win a championship. We are just going to make the playoffs. But what I will say what's going to happen, LeBron James will become the number one scorer on the all-time scoring list, something that people thought would never be accomplished ever again after Kareem eclipsed Wilt Chamberlain. Only three people in history, when LeBron does it, will have that honor. 
Anthony Davis will be a top five MVP candidate and he will play over 70 games. And Russell Westbrook, one of the greatest point guards of all time, will then become one of the greatest six men of all time and he will win the six man of the year trophy. That is all for now from the Los Angeles Lakers bandwagon back to the folks at FMC. Nick, where are you at on, on the Lakers? I got to listen to this guy every week. Talk about defend the Lakers. Let let me get an outside perspective on this. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's uh, first of all, being a Louisiana native and living an hour away from new Orleans right now, I I have deep thoughts on Anthony Davis, but we'll table that for another time. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, 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 what, what would you call it? A malcontent when it comes to to Anthony Davis. But I at, at one point, I was that way towards the Pelicans. I remember when he get, had his first game back in New Orleans after being traded to the Lakers. Uh, I came to the game in a That's All Folks t-shirt and kind of dressed like <laughs> Anthony Davis did in his last game with the Pelicans just to mess with Pelicans fans. But uh, I've kind of turned the corner on that. Uh Let's talk about Russell Westbrook not wanting to get into the huddle with his teammates just because Pat Beverly was the one calling the huddle. Let's 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 get into that for a second. If he's going to be the sixth man of the year, he's kind of actually got to want to be a part of the team. I don't expect Russell Westbrook to be on that team at the end of the season anyway. I feel like he's going to get traded at some point. I mean, just to be perfectly honest, because he doesn't want to be there, and he definitely doesn't want to be teammates with Pat Bev. He just doesn't. And you can tell from his body language and from what what he's actually doing on the court, there's video evidence of this. So that's first thing. Secondly, everything that you said about LeBron James is 100% correct. He is that dude. He's going to get the scoring title, which is something that people never thought was going to happen. Shout out to Kareem. Kareem, another great Laker. Of all time, and doesn't like LeBron. They don't have a relationship at all. Well, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of old schoolers aren't big fans of LeBron because they were never. Oh man, that that was a fuck. You know, it's you know they 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 look at the begging and they get they get kind of upset about that. Um, The Lakers, I feel like they're going to get to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be a high seed. Uh, They may end up in the play in uh, when to get into the playoffs. To be quite honest. Because there are other teams in the NBA who have passed them, who have passed them by. And the West, as always, is loaded with great teams. So it's going to be a struggle for the Lakers to even be the best team in their own city. So I'm, I'm just, SP3, I'm just being this real. I mean, I, this is no, all fair. No slight against I, the Lakers. I, I, I'm not even Lakers. saying they're going to be first in their division. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I, we're going to be third or fourth in our yeah, division. We're so, the third or fourth best team in our own division, let alone I mean, the conference. I'm saying we're we, making the playoffs, but we will accomplish all of those things for our big three. To address, I don't know if those were were, were shaped as a question, but to address the media, thank you, uh, the professor of uh, Fightful Overbook. Uh, that was an excellent question, and those are things that we want to address on the floor. I think that uh, now that Russell Westbrook has a new role, he has to just get used to accepting it. He is an emotional player. That was makes him a great player. That's what made him the MVP in Oklahoma City. Am I correct, Jeremy Lambert of the Oklahoma City Thunder bandwagon? Yes. yes. E- see, see, yeah. see. These are all things that are correct. 
So we we just need to work on him. We are molding him into a new Russell Westbrook. I think that he's going to still keep the things that made him great on the floor, but leading the second unit will allow us to get the most out of Russell Westbrook. I don't... But he already he already hurt his hamstring and now kind of questionable for opening night. Anytime you ask Russ to accept a new role, I don't know. It, I I don't know about it. Let me let me say this. Nick Nick brought it up about Beverly and, and Westbrook. I do think maybe the the footage stuff was a little overblown. You can kind of see him like talking to other teammates, talking to coaches, talking to the ref. Now he did just kind of stand there after he seemed to be done talking to everybody, but you kind of got to let Russ cool down in some moments. Maybe he didn't want to get into that huddle. There's definite history between Westbrook and Beverly, though. We can talk about that. Yeah. Oh, they're best friends. They're in the gym all the time. You can't ignore that history and Patrick Beverly ruining the best chance that OKC had a title when they were the one seed and had a good path to the finals. It seemed like we were going to go all the way that year. Can't erase that. I said this as a hot take that I actually believe Westbrook gets traded for Chris Paul. That is the deal that I, I'm going to manifest to put Chris Paul on the Lakers to to further to further go after you, SP3, because I don't like the energy around the Suns right now. And we know Chris Paul and LeBron are friends. That's the deal that's gonna happen. Oh, I I, I definitely got, have the Suns dropping in the in the West for sure. But you don't wish that upon to, me. There's gotta be a package. Like you that, that's not a straight up trade. Like that's no money works. Of now you trade straight up. Like you. Well, they, the Lakers got to throw in their picks. The yeah, Lakers we would gotta, have to throw in twenty seven and twenty nine for that. Yeah, yeah they actually got to throw in those picks. But yeah, the money works on that. Money works because Russell Westbrook signed that ridiculous deal. So it's like I, yeah, huh? I I just don't want to see that. Because Chris Paul, the league has tried to keep Chris Paul from going to the Lakers ever since he was in New Orleans. <laughs> Thank let's, you. Let's be honest. This is something that has been blocked for years because he wants they didn't want him there then. I guess it's a different commissioner, so maybe things would be different now, but I don't know. That that would be something though. Matt that says no way. Matt says no way the Suns do that deal. And here's my thinking so though, Matt. Obviously, yeah, so. obviously, like straight up, they're not going to do it. Here's here's why I'm uh, here's my theory in my head. Energy's bad around the Suns right now. Preseason wasn't good. Aiton is kind of I, I don't know where things stands with you, him. You want to talk about a guy who looked like he don't want to be there? Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Aiton, he looked like he don't want to be there at it all. Ain't. I think more than even Russell West. At least Russell Westbrook, he has he has to try. He has to try to look like he want to be there. You will catch him on moments that he look like he don't want to be there. But DeAndre Ayton, at this point, he ain't even – he. they forced him to be there. He wanted to go. I mean, he, he signed was, the contract. Yeah. I mean, he, well, they, they gave him the most money. Uh, there was probably his <laughs> agent that was like, that was like, hey, you got to go with the most money. They they right. they You got an offer that you wanted to accept to go to Indiana, and they, they, put, they gave you more money, so. Gotta go with that. Right, but vibes are bad around Phoenix. I don't think they're gonna be as good as they were last year because they were the one seed and like historically great in the regular season last year until everything fell apart in the playoffs. That obviously a bad mark against them. I think they're kind of I think they're middle of the pack in the West, middle of the pack or lower. And I think Chris Paul is the one who actually goes to them is like, I'm not gonna be able to win with this team right now. Like, I want to go elsewhere. 
and then you, we know how this works with superstar trade demands. Typically, when they request the trade, they end up going where they want to go. From the Suns' perspective, they get two first-round picks out of it. They get Westbrook's deal. Westbrook, they're not winning a title with Westbrook. But if the vibes are bad, then they don't think they're going to win a title this year anyway. They get off of Westbrook's deal this year. Suns with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's got years remaining on his deal. So they can at least get Westbrook's deal gone. Maybe you figure out Aiton in the offseason. You build around Booker and everything. This is why I think the Suns do it if they don't see any path to a title this year. And Chris Paul comes to them and says, it just ain't happening. That's why I think it could happen. Let me. This is my hot take. This is my big, bold prediction. I'm throwing it out there. Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. That's the trade that goes down. I like the comment uh, in the chat from Matt saying that the Lakers need to go get Buddy yes. Healed. That that I, I don't understand. Get younger. Get yeah. younger. See, that's, a trade, that's a trade that like it's reportedly out there. It's Healed and Turner, but the Lakers won't give up the extra first, and they're not going to give up the extra first. They're not going to do it. But for, right. to me, I'm like. Why not? That seems like a good trade. This makes sense. Because yeah. we're known for those for the superstar trade or signing the superstar. That's why you're getting Chris so, Paul. We're, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that why trade. you're where you are now. Like, yes. honestly, that's where the Lakers are where they are now because they getting younger, man. I understand that you're the Lakers and you always got to have, the you know, it's showtime. You got to have the big time stars and all this we stuff. We tried getting younger. We 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 tried getting younger. We got all these young players, and they they were like here, and then we traded them, and they went up to here. So we tried that. It it it, it, it gathered us young talent, and it got us a championship in 2020. That's what the Lakers are more known for. They're not known for building young talent ever since like Kobe Bryant, and Kobe Bryant was next to Shaquille O'Neal, and Shaquille O'Neal was already one of the best players in the league, so we always had that. When Whenever we built a dynasty or built a young player, there was always one of the best players in the league right next to them in, in the meantime, so I can't go against history with my Lakers. That is why we are in our situation that we're currently in, and our situation being that we have 17 world championships, and now we're not going to get a championship this year. We're going to make the playoffs. I stand by everything I've said here. Anthony Davis, top five MVP candidate. He was looking good in the games that I saw, so I'm ready to see it in the regular season, and I hope that he could stay healthy. I hope that we can we can go yeah. against the trend because also I have to acknowledge the history that ever since LeBron James has come to the Los Angeles Lakers, either he or Anthony Davis have had a major injury that has kept them out at least a month of games. So I'm hoping we can bunk against that trade and the Lakers will make the playoffs, hopefully as a six seed so we don't have to deal with the players. Good luck so. to your Lakers. Where are we at on the on the Warriors? They're the defending champions. They just re-signed Wiggins and Poole. The, there's the Draymond drama. But we've seen this team kind of rally together before. And like, on paper, on the court, they're still really good. There's obviously human factors and chemistry that go, that go into everything. James Wiseman is healthy. They have him. Kaminga's, uh, he's in his second season now. Moody's in his second season now. They got some good young talent there. The, the Warriors, SP3, you're, you're picking them to go to the finals. Um, like where are we at? And Nick, you picked the Warriors as well. Where yeah. are we at on like where are we at on the Warriors? Obviously, you guys still think this is the finals team. Nick, go Look, ahead. It, I'm sorry. Which on me or SP3? No, you, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, great man once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. 
I don't know if anybody's going to be beating the man anytime soon when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. To be honest, you look at that roster. Look at you look at that roster. You just named all of them: uh, Steph, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Wiseman. Uh, now they did lose Otto Porter Jr. Uh, with and uh, and uh, Gary Payton, which hurts. You know, it hurts them roster wise, but. I think they're still solid enough, especially in the coaching department, that they can still do what they've been doing because they've been able to roll with the punches, losing players and still coming back and doing what they're doing. So it's – I just don't see anybody as strong as the Warriors right now, especially when they're going to be starting the season with Clay. You know, so now it's not going to be, you know, when is he coming back – when is he going to get into the roster? When is he going to be acclimated? You know, holy cannoli. He's he's doing his thing. You can't, you can't deny what he was able to do last season and what he's been able to do as a member of the Warriors uh, roster. And with all of their main key guys healthy. Now, the, the one thing that's going to be impactful, one you want to look for at the beginning, is the stuff with Draymond. Like, how is that going to affect the team? How is that going to affect what they do from the beginning of the season on? But I feel like that, if anything, it's just going to bring them together because he did what leaders do. He fessed up. He said, you know, this is on me. I'm going to take some time, be away from the team. I'll come back in a little bit when they're ready for me. He's had his discussions with Jordan Poole. If I was Jordan Poole, I'd tell that dude to kick rocks. Like, real honest. That's that. I, I No, no, don't talk to me. Stay away from me. Get stay over there. I'm running with the second team. You run with the first team. I can't deal with you. Get I can't. But if they're able to pull it together, I really don't see anybody in the Western Conference beating this team or getting past them as far as because they don't even have to be the first seed. They don't have to be the one seed. They just got to get to the playoffs. So I I don't see anybody beating the Warriors anytime soon. SP3, where are you at on the Warriors? I mean, you're picking them to go to the title, so. I picked them to go to the title because they're one of the deepest teams in the league, in my opinion, the deepest team in the West. Uh, Their talent between the veterans, the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green, uh, Kevin Looney, all the guys that have been there for all these championships, the guys they got coming off the bench. I think the real big questions, there's two big questions for the Warriors going into this season is, of course, what, you know, Nick said about their chemistry as far as how they're going to, you know, respond to this fight between Draymond and Poole and some resentment from Draymond at not again, not only against Poole, but also Wiggins because they they just signed their their extensions. They got paid, and Draymond done messed up the bag by swinging on fools. Like how you mess? Oh man, Draymond, new media, my new media brethren. Like this makes me sad. This makes me cry tears of of pain. Like I feel bad for the brother, but you messed up your bag. Now you got to play. He's gonna play on a mission. I feel like he's gonna want to prove that he's very important to the team. So they give him some type of payday, even though I 
don't think it's coming. But uh, <laughs> I think this season is going to be for Draymond to kind of prove that he can be like a cohesive, you know, glue to the team as he's always been. And I think the other bigger question is for Wiseman. Wiseman is kind of the big question because he's missed time due to injury. How good is he going to actually be? Is he going to be a guy that is going to be, uh, you know, an integral part of the future of the Warriors past the Splash Brothers and Draymond? Or is he going to be a guy that they trade for a guy that's going to be important to the future for the Warriors? That's where it's going to, that's, I think this season is going to be a deciding factor for Wiseman most of all. But out of all of that, I still think they're the best team in the West. And that's why I think they're going to the finals. I'm interested yeah. in them for, for, for many reasons, but the big thing is, is do they view this as their closing window with Draymond, Steph and clay? And do they maybe like trade a Moody or Kaminga to try to bring in one extra piece that solidifies them as a championship team at the deadline? Or do they see it as we're going to ride this thing out with these guys, trust our young guys. And then this is the bridge to the next couple of years where Draymond might be gone we know Steph is aging, but he's not losing a step. Clay is, is kind of losing a step, largely due to injuries, and he's aging as well. And then you yeah. have Poole, Wiggins, Kamingo, Moody, Wiseman is like the future. It's like, no, we're going to keep these guys, and this is going to be the next version uh, of the Golden State Warriors. But I'm interested to see if they load up by trading one of the young guys to like really get the to go after this one last title, potentially one last title, or if they decide we're going to ride with this team. If we don't win the title... That's terrible. That sucks. But we got our future intact. Uh, the Warriors are fascinating to me. They always will be as long as Draymond's there and causing a ruckus like he is. I'm excited to watch Steph Curry play basketball because he ain't killing my team in big moments anymore because my team ain't part of big moments. So I'm cool with Steph doing whatever he wants to do out there and hitting half-court shots. Warriors are going to be good. There's no doubt about that. I, I have them as a top-four team. Uh, they're not my finals pick, though. They, they're not my finals pick. My finals pick is the Denver Nuggets SP3 two-time two-time MVP the rightful two-time MVP Nikola Jokic they got Jamal Murray healthy Michael Porter Jr healthy Aaron Gordon they got uh my man Bones Bones Highland uh just say a menace on defense the this best is a, the best name in the business he does have a great name I'm I'm a believer of this team the biggest factor to them is health. Like it's just health. Like if, if Murray is hurt, if Porter jr is hurt, they, they lost to the warriors last year. People say it wasn't competitive. Like Jokic did everything he could to, to keep them in that. They just didn't have the depth to, to combat the warriors. They're typically good in the regular season. I like this team. They just got, they got to stay healthy. I do think they'll try to make some type of move at the deadline as well to, to solidify things. But I'm in. I'm in on the. I like that they've had chemistry. I like that they have uh, their core together. This is a team that has been through a lot together, and sometimes you need to go through those losses together to like get over that hump. You got to go through that adversity. I like the Nuggets, assuming they can stay healthy, and that's a very big assumption. Nick, where are you at on the Nuggets? Am I crazy for thinking the Nuggets can, can go to the finals? You're not. Um, I'm gonna just fact. You're not. First of all. Hey. Everything you said about Nikola Jokic, 100% true. 100% true. He is that dude. Like him and Luka, when you talk about the next big guys in the NBA, those are two of the guys that you're looking at right there in him and Luka Doncic. Now, in talking about 
the Nuggets, you have to talk about Bruce Brown. I think the addition of Bruce Brown to the Nuggets makes them even stronger than they were last year. It is going to help propel them into that finals conversation. You got a guy who can... The NBA right now is all about versatility. Can you play multiple positions? Can you, even as like a bigger guy, move from one place to another? This is a dude that can go from like shooting guard to power forward in an instant. He can guard multiple people. You have Michael Porter Jr., like you were just talking about, who is going to... This is this is a big year for him. This is a huge year for Michael Porter yeah. Jr., to really prove what he can do on the floor. Let's not forget about Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, like the Nuggets. Trey, Trey Jones, so they got Contavious Caldwell-Pope as well. That's a good 3 and D guy. That is 100%. They're deep, man. They're deep. They got bench play. And that's what is really going to prove who's who in the NBA this season. And I think um, their coach, the Nuggets coach said something uh, where the team that we are in October, November is going to be the same team that we are in April. And that's very telling. It's very telling. Like I'm a theater kid by nature. So, you know, that's, I went to school for that. So my philosophy was always you rehearse the same way that you perform. You practice the same way that you perform. So October, November for them is getting them ready for April. And that's how everybody should be looking at. Like, this is our rehearsal right now. This is what what we need to fine tune everything for that final push. So I think you're going to see the Nuggets get out to a roaring start at the beginning of the season. And you look at it and say, okay, are they a finals contender, much like Jeremy, my dear friend, just said. So, I mean, I can see it. Like, I know I picked the Nugget, excuse me, I picked the Warriors to go to the finals, and I still feel that way. But there, the West is loaded. Again, there are six, maybe seven teams right now that I can see coming out of the West and going to the finals. Because that's how good they are. So it is not out of the realm of possibility for the Nuggets to go to the finals because it's just about anybody could go to the finals from the West at this point. You know, in the East, you got maybe a handful of teams, two, three teams that you can see getting there. At the West, you got a list. And the Nuggets are definitely on that list. SP3, go ahead and, and trash the two-time MVP with your wrong <laughs> takes. With your wrong takes on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, uh, Joe Gage, I, I, I never deny he's a great player. All I denied is that he won the MVP last season. The MVP is the guy that Nick has going to the NBA Finals, and that was Joel Embiid in my opinion. But he's a multifunctional guy he fills up the stat sheet he serves as the kind of the core of the team and i think the the health the health is the the biggest difference for them they didn't make any key acquisition outside of bruce brown i think his defense and his caldwell pope caldwell pope caldwell caldwell pope 
I, I, I was about Jamal... to call him a Laker great because he was a part of the, you know, the 2020 championship. So Laker great. He will he will give them kind of like their uh, some perimeter de- uh, defense as well as some scoring on uh, with his shooting. But Jamal Murray is their key acquisition because they haven't had him for a year and a half now. Like that's I know. their. Yeah, I know, but we he's got to stay healthy, and he's, he's got to still get back he's still in. listed as they don't know if he's going to start the season. So I I don't know about him. I know he's going to be back this season for sure. That's going to be a big key for them. You know, the last time that we really saw him at full health was that bubble playoffs where he just went off and became kind of like a, a all star level type of player. So if he can get a good amount of time, I think he can be an all star, and I think they're going they have the potential to be a top four team. Do I have them in my top four? No, because we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out. I'm, we're gonna find <laughs> out because it's it's between it's between them and two other teams that I think is gonna be in that four, five, six position. You're a hater. That's why. Um, hey, I think the Nuggets are gonna be improved this season. I I did oh. say that. I don't think they're gonna make the finals i think that's a little preposterous with the teams that did that when you have the warriors coming off of a championship when you have another team that is improving in health in the los angeles clippers and you know me it pains me to say that los angeles clippers are a title contender but they are they are when you bring back Kawhi leonard when you bring back paul george fuck paul george but when you bring back or you bring back paul george for a full season that and they have all the team that made it to the play and without those guys you're got you have a team that should be considered a title contender and i think they have the best chance of beating the warriors in a seven game series more than the nuggets all right well let's talk about the clippers cuz i think they are kind of a a sexy pick for a lot of a lot of people right now because they have as you mentioned Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, health they, they those guys got to stay healthy they added John Wall are really good role players uh, like Norm Powell and, and Robert Covington. Batum's there. Reggie Jackson's there. Uh, Marcus Morris is there. Like they're a deep team, and that's what everybody talks about with the team. It's they are a very deep team, and they got they're led by two star players. We know what happened a few years ago with the collapse. Last year they weren't healthy. Kawhi's health is always going to be a question. Playoff P is always going to be a question. Nick, where are you at on the Clippers? I like them. Um... I got to see consistency out of the Clippers. Yeah. I got to see consistency. I got to see Kawhi healthy. I got to see Paul George. Playoff P. I got to see Paul George healthy. Uh, John Wall is big for them. It adds to their depth. Uh, John Wall was in purgatory in Houston uh, and was liberated from there uh, as a kid who grew up as a uh, Rockets fan. Uh, It paid me to see John Wall there because like you could tell but another that's the biggest opponent for the los angeles clippers this season will be health because you got paul george you got Kawhi leonard you got john wall that's three guys who could be huge contributions to your team but over the past two three seasons they haven't been able to stay healthy if they can stay healthy the clippers are right there in that mix of teams from the West that could possibly go to the finals and maybe even win it all. But again, you, and especially with Kawhi Leonard, you got to stay healthy. If you don't have Kawhi, I'm going to Kawhi. If you don't have Kawhi, 
it's it's a no-go because me personally, even healthy, I don't have faith in Paul George. I, I agree with you there. I don't think he's a big game guy. <laughs> I think that he's he's shown it in spurts, but that's another thing about consistency. You know, the Clippers, you know, alliteration, Clippers consistency. You got to be consistent if you want to win in this league. And the Clippers have not shown consistency over the past couple of seasons. So it's hard for me to believe that they could be the team that could possibly go to the finals from the Western Conference. But again, if if those three guys can stay healthy and if they can lead those role players that are in that are right there in the mix with the Clippers, they are they're a dangerous, dangerous team, but they got to stay healthy. Here's here's my concern when it comes to the Clippers and the depth is. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's great. The problem that could come up with the depth is a lot of these guys, when Kawhi and George were out, like Reggie Jackson played a big role last season. Marcus Morris played a big role last season. How to and they Reggie Jackson. I mean, this guy famously thought he should have started over peak Russell Westbrook. So <laughs> I don't know how right I'm sure Reggie Jackson's got a little bit more level headed now, but this is real thoughts that he had at the time. How do they feel when these guys get healthy and now their opportunities are lessened? Like, do they accept that, or does Reggie Jackson feel like I carried this team last year? I was a big part last year. How are you going to like bring John Wall in and now bring me to the bench? Is Marcus Morris like, I need to get more shots. Like, How do these guys feel when the uh, the players get healthy? Kawhi and George and John Wall are taking the majority of these shots, and they're like, why don't I have a bigger role? Why don't I have a bigger role? Because personality plays a part of this, and they got some big personalities on that team. I think that Marcus Morris, uh, I think he's actually going to get more touches because he's going to get open more with Kawhi and Paul George on the floor because he had one of the biggest drops in uh, usage. I think he went from like uh, 59% to like 50% uh, in usage while Reggie Jackson. Yeah, that might be the, the only issue as far as like people getting on the same page, because he had one of the biggest jumps in the entire NBA in usage. He went up like 7.8%. So the starting lineup, I think they're, they are going to get open shots for Marcus Morris. I think they're going to get uh Zubac open in the paint. So that's going to open things up more for them. And then the second unit, they have one of the best second units in the league. So I think that Reggie Jackson leading the second unit, it's kind of similar to what I said about Russell Westbrook. It's it's a it's a new role from what he was playing last year. So it gives him more opportunities, more time to lead, more time to have the ball, which you know Reggie Jackson is going to want to have. And he can get people open and create shots for the Norman Powell's, the Luke Kennards, the Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, and their defense. They have one of the best defense in the NBA. But you guys are 100% right. The health and themselves. That's been the Clippers' biggest obstacle since they put this team together. It's been themselves. Themselves are the team that always beats them, and they need to overcome that. That's why I say I think they have the best chance to beat the Warriors. I think there's other teams that will give the Warriors a, a nice little try, but I think the combination of their defense and their death is the reason why I give them the best chance at beating the Warriors in the West. Phoenix and Memphis were the top two seeds in the West last year. I kind of gave my thoughts on Phoenix. I think they're going to fall off a little bit. Memphis is a team that's young 
And it, you know they, they surprised everybody when they were yeah. the two seed. And they gave the Warriors some trouble, and then Ja got hurt and everything. Where are we at uh, on Memphis, Nick? Ja Moran is my way too early prediction for MVP. He is quite possibly the most exciting player in the NBA today. Like, he is just an absolute joy to watch. Like, if you never sat down and watched the Grizzlies play and watched John Moran play, I suggest this season you make it appointment viewing to watch John Moran because the kid can ball. And there were questions about him coming into the league uh, when he was getting drafted about his size and all that. He's put all of those questions to rest. To me, he's put them all to rest because the kid can play. And it's not just the exciting plays. It's getting his teammates involved. It's being a leader on the court, which is something that you need if you want to be successful in the NBA. But it's not just the John Morant team. You got Jaron Jackson. You got Desmond Bain. You got Dylan Brooks. Like, they are a solid team. Brandon Clark, throw him in there, too. They're solid team, top to bottom, and they're well coached. So the Grizzlies are another one of those teams in the Western Conference that I say are right there in the mix. But they're going to have trouble with teams that are just as young, just as fast, that are right there with them in the middle of the pack. Like New Orleans is a team that I can see Memphis having problems with, trouble with. Um, I'm with you. I think the Phoenix Suns fall off uh, this year. Uh, but I think the Grizzlies get even stronger. They don't. I don't think they level off and just stay where they were. I think that extra year is going to give them a little bit more of that juice, of that fire. So the Grizzlies are another like top-tier team. I see them as a top-three seed in the Western Conference this year. SP3, where are you at on the Grizzlies? I got both the Grizzlies and the Suns falling off this season. Uh, it's uh, mainly for the Grizzlies. It's Jaron Jackson. It's Triple J being out uh, yeah. with the foot with the foot surgery. He, the I think the earliest he's going to come back is probably like December. So it's going to take them some time into like the new year. I think the second half of the season they're going to be one of the best teams in the second half of the season. So I don't see them dropping off. As far as I see, the sun's dropping off, ladies and gentlemen. But I do see them not being a top, a top four, top five seed in the in the West. I think that I think that John Morant's going to have a huge year. I think he is going to be a top five candidate for MVP. Yes, I'm shaping up the top five that I have Anthony Davis in already. I agree with uh, Nick, uh, Nick. He's going to have a great season. Uh, Desmond Bain. He's probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Just how well he shoots plays defense ever since he's come into the league and he was like a number 30th pick and they just have so much like depth so many guys steven adams you know is a good uh you know uh front court player dylan brooks dylan brooks is just too inconsistent for me that's a that's another issue with their with their Mm -hmm. lineup he's he's one of the more inconsistent players in the nba in my opinion really it's going to come down to their big men in the early portion of the season uh zaire williams as well as uh, xavier uh tillman if they can step up and fill the void for triple j along with brandon clark i think they be able to kind of ride out until uh triple j comes back but like I said, the second half of the season, they're going to be good. I just see a drop-off. I don't see them being uh, 
uh, home court advantage in the first round playoff team. I think losing Kyle Anderson is actually kind of a big loss for them. Kyle Anderson's not going to stand out and fill up the stat sheet or anything, but defensively, he gives you a lot of versatility. Uh, I mean, he's called slow-mo. He slows the game down. He can do a little bit of everything on offense. I do think that's kind of a, a loss for them. They're banking a lot on internal improvement because they didn't go out and get like a, a big name, make a big splash. They're they're expecting Ja to take another leap, which is fair. I do think Ja will be even better this year. They're expecting Desmond Bain to continue and also improve Dylan Brooks. Yeah, Jaron Jackson being injured, not great. Um, that, that's going to hurt them a little bit. Brandon Clark, they're expecting a leap from him. They're banking on a lot of internal improvement, which is fine with a young team. I don't think they're, they're not going to surprise anybody this year. It, it, being a two seed, I don't think anybody had them as a two seed coming into last season. So they're not going to sneak up on anybody like they did last year. I do expect them to slip a little bit, but I also still think they're they're a playoff team. Uh, other and other that, teams that makes a difference though. That's a good point. Like not being underestimated helps the helped them last year really because they were underestimated. They were considered a young team and they overachieved. That's why I think they're going to come a little bit down to earth this season. Other teams that are in the mix, certainly certainly for a playoff spot. So we haven't hit on Dallas. Uh, there's New Orleans, Minnesota. They made the, the big trade, me, getting Rudy Gobert. Let me Gobert. talk about Dallas. Dallas about to make the biggest jump, yo. Really? I, addition by subtraction. I'm telling you, having the ball more. Uh, Jalen Brunson was a great player. Don't get me wrong for, for, for Dallas, for, you know, he, he ran the offense pretty much and helped them to catch the lead on the Utah jazz when uh, Luca went down. But I think that Luca's conditioning is going to get better this season. I think Luca Dantes is going to be the MVP. And I think the team around them facilitates that you got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, He's still going to be scoring, but he just has to play more games because he was kind of kind of rode off uh, for a little bit in the early portion of the season for his work on Washington. But ever since he came on the on the Mavericks, he's been balling out, and I think he's going to have a good season in the starting lineup. Uh, just the team, are, you know, Dorian Finley, uh, Finley Smith, he's good defense for the team. But overall, this team around them, it's nothing without Luca. So I think that Luca is just going to completely ball out. I think he's going to get. A 30 plus triple double season and the the Mavericks will be a top four seed. Um let me speak on the Pelicans. Since he went Mavericks, <laughs> let me talk Pelicans. Mark my words. Pelicans are going to be a top four seed. Brandon Ingram will be a candidate for MVP. And they will have at least one guy in the mix for six man of the year. Wow. Now let me tell you what. Now, full disclosure, as I told you guys before we came on, I work for ESPN Radio New Orleans. So I've been heavily covering the Pelicans team. Was there for media day, talked to all of the guys. There's a vibe around this team. They love playing together. They extended Zion Williamson during the summer. So now he, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum, who remember – is a great player, head of the Players Association, and a leader. CJ, B.I., Zai, all playing together for at least the next three seasons because they all have their contracts to where they're going to be. They have a big three on this team. You got guys like, let me see, uh, Jonas Valachunas, 
who is their big man, but you also have Billy Hernan Gomez, who won the MVP of Eurobasket over the summer. So he's coming in to look to get more minutes. All these Herb Jones is a Herb defensive Jones. stud. Love that. Yes. He is a two-way stud. And he stayed, they had to bribe him to get out of the gym this summer. Like Larry Nance had to basically bribe that dude to get him out of the gym. Like all and all he wants to do is play basketball and fish. I love her. It's great. <laughs> like the Dyson Daniels was a great draft pick. Like he's great on defense. He fills up the stat sheet. He he's all over the court. Trey Murphy can ball. Uh, uh Najee Marshall. Like you get Jackson Hayes. You got all get oh Garrett Temple, but next <laughs> <laughs> Jose Alvarado. Don't forget about Jose. Jose. Let's not Alvarado. forget okay. Jose oh, Grand Theft Alvarado. Jose. <laughs> like let me, so, let check it. I was at uh they had a preseason game a couple weeks ago. It was the only one that they had in New Orleans because the only the other home game that they had was in Alabama. Uh, so I got a chance to see them up close and personal, and you see all of these guys coming in, coming out fighting for minutes, fighting to get into the game. And the best part about this team to me is that they absolutely love each other. Like to see them interact with each other at media day, everybody dabbing each other up. They're asking each other. I think it was, I want to say it was Trey who was in there asking uh, maybe Jose questions during his uh, time during media day, sitting out in the audience, uh, asking him questions. Like he was a member of the media. Like he was one of us Uh, just joking around with each other, seeing Jose at media day with his daughter in his lap while he's answering questions. Like, it's hard not to love this team. But at the end of the day, they're healthy. Top to bottom, they got their second team could be a starting five somewhere in the league. I don't know where. Maybe in San Antonio because they stink. But (laughs) (laughs) their second five could be a starting five somewhere in the league and could play like they are deep. Willie green is a great coach second year with them. You know, he came from that son's tree uh, and has done really well with this roster and what they may able to do. Uh, shout out to Griff, uh, David Griffin, the general manager who was able to put this team together. It's that there is a vibe around this Pelicans team. And I'm telling y'all now they're going to make some noise. They're, they're, they're what the Grizzlies were last year. Where it's like, you know, nobody's really, I mean, they're talking about them because of Zion Williamson, but they don't understand the real depth that this team has. And they're going to be able to do something uh, coming up this season. So you just just watch what I tell you. The Pelicans are about to make some noise. Herb Jones could be defensive player of the year. You're absolutely right. Love You're right. Herb Jones. I'm going to touch on uh, both those teams. Uh, D'Lo Diggs says Luca for MVP. That's my pick, honestly. That That's my pick. That's it's Luca. Assuming assuming he's healthy, assuming he stays healthy, Tim Hardaway, uh, getting him back will be will be big. I think they kind of expect him to sort of do a lot of what Jalen Brunson did last season. I do like Christian Wood on that team. I They're so reliant on Luca. That's the thing. Like If he misses any amount of games, then I – feel like that tanks them completely but mark cuban's always looking for some type of big splash whether or not this is the year he can actually make it they tried to pour zingas didn't work we'll see if he has now something else up his sleeve to to try to make a big splash 
Chris Stapps? Oh, poor, poor, poor no, The poor unicorn. Uh, I know Knicks fans that hate him with a passion. It's funny to me. It's so uh, funny. Knicks fans should hate themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not going to be Knicks. talking about the Knicks on this NBA preview here. The Knicks always. We are. JJ sent money, so we're going to talk about the Knicks a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, they sent money? The Knicks are great. Let's yeah. talk about <laughs> let's, let's talk about my, the, the, my whole town. The New big York three. Game. The big three of Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and, and RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett. Let me tell you. The big three right there. Uh, I do like Dallas because I, I like Luka. I think he's I think Giannis is the best player in the league. I'd go Luca after that. Uh, so I think Luca is going to yeah. win MVP this year. So I mean, he... if you if you had a choice to pick a, a player in the league, if any of us had that choice, I think the first two we would think to pick for like if you're thinking about the next five years is Giannis and Luca. Yeah, Jokic is is there and Bead's there as well. They're both young, uh, but building around centers it always just seems like it's tougher and building yeah. around like a, a dynamic guard and Giannis is just a freaking nature uh as far as the Pelicans go Nick I'm gonna say this Brandon Ingram that's my guy right there I I when the draft was coming out I and Ben Simmons went first and Ingram went second I was like nope it's a mistake Ingram is the man always mm-hmm. love Brandon Ingram's game I'm glad he's finally getting more of a showcase in former Orleans. Laker I, great Brandon Ingram yeah okay uh CJ McCollum I loved I love that trade. He is a leader. Like I'm not like the highest CJ McCollum fan, but I watched him kill OKC enough games to know that this man can just score buckets at will. Zion, another one who I'm from North Carolina. I'm in Ohio now, unfortunately, but I'm from North Carolina. So I watch these Duke guys growing up uh, all the time. So Zion watched a lot of him. Love Zion. Obviously got to stay healthy. If he's healthy, he's a game changer. Got to be on the court to be able to do that though. So I do love New Orleans. I don't know if I'm willing to go top four seed, but I am willing to go playoff team for New Orleans because I really do like their team. team Without Zion Williamson. Yeah, they were were playing team. team. Yeah. They beat the Clippers last year. Right. Beat the Clippers in the playoffs, beat the Spurs in the playoffs. They did. They gave the Suns a run for their money on the Suns' way to being in the fight. Like, they they are a legit, and you add Zion Williamson to the mix, you consider that this entire roster stayed the same. Like, it's the same guys. They didn't take away anybody. They didn't really add anybody except for really Zion. It's the same roster. And then they're playing together for a second year. You add it. Man, I'm t- I feel where you're coming from. Maybe it's just Maybe it's a local bias because I'm so close to the team now. But I just... I really think that the Pelicans are going to do something special this season. And you can, I hope so. we can I go back it. and check the tape. We'll run it back. We'll clip it. We'll clip yeah, it. it is. I, I hope so. I like the Pelicans. I'm high on Minnesota. I know I, the go. That's an I yo, I got two new f- top four teams. It's <laughs> Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota is gonna be a top four team this season. I like the Gobert trade. I think at least for the regular season, it 100% works. The playoffs, I got to see it in action. We've seen Gobert in the playoffs too many times just get schemed out of things. But for the regular season, I I love this Rudy Gobert addition. He's going to protect Towns a lot. Towns is going to have a great season, especially offensively. D'Angelo Russell could be hit or miss. Lakers great. D'Angelo Russell could be hit or miss. But yeah, offensively, he gives you a lot. Um, and then I, I like the addition of Kyle Anderson. I mentioned him earlier. I think that's a big loss for Memphis. I think it's a great gain for, for Minnesota. And then Anthony Edwards, 
I think he's ready to take that next step as well. We saw him take a little bit of a leap in the playoffs. I think that carries carries over to the regular season. So I really like Minnesota during the regular season. Nick, where are you at on that after the uh, the Go Bear trade? I think I'm like uh, who is that? Uh, uh, Brian Windhorst from ESPN, the the famous meme. Why would the Jazz do that? <laughs> like why why would the Jazz do? That? I know that he's patient zero in the NBA for COVID, but. <laughs> Getting rid of Rudy Gobert is just just not a smart move, man. And now you look at the Timberwolves, who were much maligned for years. And now, according to NBA rank, they have three of the top 25 players in the league on their team with Cat, with Rudy Gobert, and with Anthony Edwards. You add D'Angelo Russell to the mix, who is going to be looking to prove something this season. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are another one of those teams in the Western Conference that are going to make that jump. I'm, I feel about the Timberwolves the same way you feel about the Pelicans, that they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't see them being like one of the top-tier teams in the Western Conference. I think it's it's too loaded, and it's, you know, it's new for them. It's kind of new for them to come together and do what they're trying to do now. I Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a problem. Uh, that He's another one of those dudes that you can look at right now as a possible MVP candidate for what he's going to be able to do with that team. And adding Rudy Gobert gives him some space to kind of really do his thing and not be the focal point of the defense at all times. So we're going to see a large leap not just for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but for Carl Anthony Towns as a maybe elite player in the NBA. But I think they need a little time. They need to simmer. They need a little time to cook before they can become one of those premier teams uh, in the Western Conference and in the NBA at large. So I, uh, I I like what Minnesota did. I like it again. Why would the Jazz do that? I like what Minnesota did. I like the team. I like the roster. I like what they put together. But for me, they're going to be a playoff team, but just not like a top tier team. But they can make some noise. The other team I wanted to touch on is is the Blazers. They added Jeremy Grant. They got a healthy Damian Lillard. Do we see the Blazers getting back into the playoffs? SB3? Uh, the Blazers, no. I don't see them getting back to the playoffs. I, I think at best, the only question that I have going into this season is who's going to get the 10 spot because there's so many teams that are similar to that level. But I think for the Blazers, that probably would give them the edge is Lillard being more like secure in his spot. There's no more questions of if he's going to be traded this season. They gave him the, you know, the extension. They're supplying him with new complimentary pieces in Portland. And they they have a decent enough team that should be a playoff threat at the very least. I think that's the question is if they can overcome what was a 
a totally uh, train wreck season last season for them when they were considered a playoff threat last season, but they didn't. So it's really about Dame leading this team. Anthony uh, Anthony uh, Simons has to take that next step. He's uh, he's a good shooter. He's improving, and he showed that steady improvement last season. So hopefully he makes another jump. He went from 7.8 points to 17 points. So if he can stay on that kind of trajectory of 17, 18 points a night, that's a good like piece that kind of replaces what McCullum was giving them on a nightly basis. Jo- uh, Bre- uh, Josh, the hitman heart. I think that he, former Laker great, I think that he is going to be a key contributor, a much needed uh, a filler for that small forward position. Uh, Nurik, uh, he's going to have to make like uh, an improvement from last season. And, you know, he's got Damian Lillard for the full season. And I think the big kind of uh, person that has to contribute for them to even make a play in is uh, Shaden Sharp coming off the bench. I think that he's kind of the key reserve that they have and kind of going to be the leader coming off the bench along with gary payton the second i i think the blazers are going to be good but yeah i don't know if they're going to be a playoff team lillard's health is going to be a big thing lillard wasn't good before he got injured last year and maybe he was still banged up i do love jeremy grant i think he's exactly what they need um and and simon's yeah he's got to take that next step all right give me your eight playoff team i don't care about the play-in game uh, whoever you think is going to essentially win the play-in i'm game, giving fine. play-in eight, and then i'm no, gonna tell you who wins fine whatever eight playoff teams sb3 give me eight i don't want your play-in teams all right in the in the west oh man this is tough all right so like I said, I think the Warriors are going to be the best team, but they're not going to do that in the regular season. Champions don't do that. I know from my Los Angeles Lakers, we don't do that the season after winning championships. We never did that. So I don't think the Warriors are going to do that. So I think the Clippers are going to be the number one seed in the West. I'll take Warriors at two. Then three Mavericks, four Timberwolves. Uh, shoot. Then it gets interesting. Uh, five, I'll go with the Grizzlies. Six, let's go with the Nuggets. No, I'll go with the Nuggets and then the Grizzlies. I'll go with Nuggets at five, Grizzlies at six, seven, Pelicans, eight, Suns, nine, Lakers, and ten, you know what? I'll go with I'll go with the Blazers. I'll, I'll give Damian Lillard one more shot for a play-in at least, and then the winners of the play-in is going to be my Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Make eight playoff teams, not this play-in nonsense. I'm I'm, I'm going to follow the rules. Eight <laughs> playoff teams. Uh, so we'll go Warriors at one. I'll say Mavs at two. Pelicans at three. Wow. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not playing around with this. Uh <laughs> Nuggets at four. Uh Grizz at five. Timberwolves at six. Haven't said the Clippers yet, have I? No, you haven't. Like I was <laughs> like, damn, he's low on the Clippers. I am. Uh, we'll go clip seven, Lakers eight. Damn, you don't have the Suns making the playoffs? Nope. 
<laughs> I told you. I, I'm telling that right Chris here. Paul trade. We Chris agree. Paul to the Lakers. It's gonna happen. All right. Here's my here's my eight. I got Clippers at one, Nuggets at two, Warriors at three, Minnesota at four. I will say Minnesota at four. Memphis at five. Mavericks at six. Pelicans. Actually, Suns at seven. Pelicans at eight. Those are my eight playoff teams right there. No Lakers making the playoffs. They're trash. Absolute garbage franchise. Disrespectful. <laughs> You're so disrespectful. You notice I ain't say nothing about your thunder? What's oh. there to say? We're not going to be good. <laughs> What's there to say about them? Josh Kitty, most see, improved I player. I don't kick you when you're down. We're not down. We're, yeah, we're y'all good. Always been down. Y'all always been down. Y'all always we're down. fine. We're y'all doing great. Down. We're How doing great. Championship Who cares? Who cares? Let's move to the East. All right. The, the East. Why? I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll run through the East very quickly. We can just end it right now. What are we doing? <laughs> We can get we can get through the East very quickly. Uh, Nick, we're both high on the Sixers. We we got the Sixers going to the finals. What do you see in the Sixers that makes you think this is the finals team? Joel and B. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, Keep it simple. Let's move on to the next team. No, <laughs> look, man, you talk about, and you know we're all wrestling guys, so we've heard the term generational talent ad nauseum for the past month now, but that's what Joel Embiid is. Joel Embiid is a generational talent. Now, there are some factors that are going to be considered when we talk about the Sixers and then possibly making a play for the NBA championship. One, where is James Harden right now? Like, is James Harden going to be the guy he was, say, two years ago or a year when he was – that that last little run with the Nets where he was actually doing his thing and didn't become MIA at times where he was, you know, putting up triple doubles and filling up the stat sheet and really contributing with his team. Is he going to be that guy or is he going to be on a milk carton at the beginning of the season with the Sixers? You know, you know where we at with Maxi, where we at with Tobias Harris, you know, there ha- it can't just be a one man show. You have to have your contributors, contributors, excuse me, if you're the Sixers. And we already know uh, that Maury is always in the lab cooking up something. You know, they added P.J. Tucker. So he's going to be looking to add pieces that he think is going that he thinks is going to help this team get to where they need to, which is the promised land in an NBA championship. But it all starts with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid staying healthy, being who he is, is going to propel this team in a weak, weak Eastern Conference. I love Embiid. He shouldn't have won the MVP last year. They got it correct with Jokic. Um, but Embiid is great. I do. I think he'll be in the mix this year. I, but I still think Luca is going to win. Embiid's just going to get like another second place finish. Unfortunately, he's going to be. He, he's the new James Harden. It's appropriate that they are teammates because he's going to be second in MVP voting in consecutive three years straight. Tobias Harris is hit and miss. Uh, PJ Tucker is a good addition. Harden, a lot is going to hinge on him and like who he is. Like, can he get you 25 a night consistently, but like efficiently as well? Or is he just going to be a guy we saw for the playoffs where he just ain't looking like James Harden anymore? But 
I love Maxi. I think Tyrese Maxi is actually their second best player. I think he should handle the ball a little bit more and Harden should play off the ball a little bit, which for James Harden playing off the ball just means standing there and hope someone passes him the ball. Uh, but I love Maxi. Uh, they, they added some depth. My, my two concerns are Harden and whether or not he can still be the guy or if he thinks he's the guy, but he's not anymore. And obviously Doc Rivers, because Doc Rivers, we have seen him plenty of times just screw things up and money money mark says that same thing doc rivers is gonna fuck it up eventually yeah like yeah. yes it, yeah. it, it happens uh matt Payne says don't do, that another that good to, don't do that to my boy doc <laughs> he, he uh, is don't he do is. that to my boy doc but come on jeremy took some of my shine <sighs> no. here because when i was going to talk about the sixers i was going to talk Ty- tyrese maxi this He's man great. is a he is going to complete the triangle of second place mvp uh, getters. He is going to be a second place MVP voter soon because he's playing with James Harden. He's playing with uh with with Joel Embiid, and he's the perfect guy to be with uh James Harden on defense and offense. He he shoots forty five percent on catch and shoot threes. He can close out on the second side of the on the, of the floor. But it's really all I y'all say is Joel Embiid. Yes, it starts with Joel Embiid. He's going to be the leader. He's going to be a, a top. He's going to be top two MVP voter for sure. Uh, that's just how things work. But it comes down to James Harden. At the end of the day, he is the most immobile defender in all of basketball. Immobile. He can't get from one side of the floor to the other. So this man needs to, act, you know, get better. He needs to play, you know, more cohesive. He got a full year with Embiid with this team, and I, I agree with you. There are question marks on this team, like Tobias Harris. I like the addition of PJ Tucker. I like the addition of Harold coming off the bench. Uh, House Junior. He's got you know experience with the Warriors, so they have all these pieces. Matisse Thybul. I think he's a purposely on on the on the bench and he's like the defensive leader of this team but he yeah yeah he's the worst (laughs) worst offensive player in all of the nba in my opinion but (laughs) he is the the key defender coming off the bench for this team so they're going to be one of the the best offensive team i think they're going to be top three in offense especially with the combination of maxi harden and Embiid. but defensively and harden are the big question marks for uh sp3 you have the bucks representing the east in the finals why why are you high on the bucks besides i mean the, the sort of obvious but uh, g- give me your thoughts on the bucks i mean i'll be honest it, it <laughs> i know with a lot of people it's going to be what has uh Giannis done for it lately people f- tend to forget things if you know if it's not the last season they tend to forget this man was the nba finals mvp back to back nba mvp he's won multiple defensive player of the year uh he should have multiple defensive player of the years by now he will get be defensive player of the year this year in my opinion and i think just the health being back together with Chris Middleton uh, being healthy. He's going to have to ease into things, recovering from the left knee strain and left wrist surgery. But I think by like midseason, by probably like December, January, this team's going to be cooking on all cylinders. I don't think they're going to be the one seed in the regular season. Cause like I said, if you're a champion, 
you don't really play that uh, to your full potential in the regular season. You let the the Suns and the Hawks of the world do that type of crap. You just you just play enough to get home court advantage to be considered a contender, and I think that's what they're gonna do. This core has been together for a couple of years now with Drew Holiday, with Brooke Lopez, Pat Connelly, uh. George Hill, Joe Ingles now being on the team. That's gonna that's gonna uh be good and be a, a attack to their offense being back full health now. Bobby Portis. So they have this core that's been together for such a long time. They are one of the oldest teams, and I think that's gonna be kind of the question is how they're healthy they're gonna be throughout the season. But I think when it comes to playoff time, I think we're gonna get a battle of the two last two champions of the Warriors and the Bucks. Nick, where are you at on the Bucks? I like them. A couple things on the Bucks for me. First of all, healthy Chris Middleton is going to help this team a great deal. You have Chris healthy, it's going to hate them a great help them a great deal. Freudian slip there for me uh, when I say the word hate. Um, Jeremy. You you talked about how you're from North Carolina, right? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. in Ohio now. So you watch Duke a lot, and you've watched Grayson Allen a lot. Yes, <laughs> it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. It's fair. <laughs> so, but you know, in the NBA, suffice it to say, you need a guy like that on your team. So I think that that's going to help them out a lot too. Uh, Drew, I've always liked Drew Holiday. I think he's fantastic, but I don't think the Bucks really hit their stride until mid-season when Joe Ingles can play. I feel like Ingles was a big pickup for the Bucks, but he's still recovering from that injury. So when he's actually able to come back and contribute to the Bucks when they needed most for that playoff push. I think that's really what we're, so the Bucks may not even be at the beginning of the season, may not even be a top three seed. But I think you see that push midseason and we get to see who the Bucks really are. And that's when you really need it is getting ready for the playoffs. So and I don't think, you know, home court advantage, I don't think is really going to matter a lot when it when you got Giannis. So, I mean, it, it I don't think they even have to be a three or top three or four seed to make noise in the playoffs. They just got to get there and they will get there. I I think the Bucks, they gave the Celtics all they could handle in the playoffs last year. And that was without Middleton. I don't, I don't know if people are sleeping on the Bucks because they still have Giannis and it's tough to sleep on the best player in the world, but that's still, that's still a team that that's going to be an issue. Assuming they're healthy and they might, they might have a move up their sleeve as well. Come, come deadline time. We shall see. Uh, the Nets, the Nets were a sexy pick coming into last season, and then a lot of things went awry. Now this season, they're not as sexy as a pick. Ben Simmons is healthy, whatever that's going to mean. Kyrie is playing in all of the games, I assume. Kevin Durant's still Kevin Durant. He's got to stay healthy. Where are we at? Where are we at on the Nets? Nick, I, I want your thoughts on the Nets. I kind of know SV3's thoughts. Where are you at on the Nets? Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 
geez. Um, I, <laughs> um, in all seriousness, <laughs> pull a Lance Storm if I could be serious for a moment. Um, the Nets are gonna have the biggest drop off in the league. This They're like year. an eight seed last year. <laughs> I don't even think they're making the playoffs. Damn! Wow. To be honest, now that's a very hot take. That is a hot take. Follow me on this. Okay. No cohesiveness. Ben Simmons is going to be super exposed. Super exposed because. When have you ever seen a season where Ben Simmons was actually dope? Like, let's let's be for real. <laughs> like, in all of this time in the league where he's been, you know, looked at as supposedly supposed to be like a really great player. Like, and again, being from Louisiana, I've seen Ben Simmons a lot. When was he ever dope in the NBA? Ever. I just don't see it. KD don't want to be there. Kyrie, I don't know where he wants to be. Maybe out of space. <laughs> like, I have I mean, inside information on my family. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe he wants to be in outer space so he can prove that the earth is flat. I don't know. I don't, I, this team is just, oh. Like, I, I don't see them doing any, and it's a waste. Kevin Durant may not even end the season in Brooklyn. KD may try to get out early, and they try to make a deal to get him out of there, and then your leader is Kyrie Irving. That has never been a good thing for anybody, ever. So, yeah, I am extremely low on the Brooklyn Nets, and I don't even see them making it to the playoffs. Next question. SV3, please defend your family member, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving will be, he's going to win comeback player of the year. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Kyrie Irving, uh, I, I have relations to him, Nick, due to his family, uh, having relations with my family, so we Respect. family. Uh, so, so I have to defend. I am the defender of Kyrie Irving on here's, uh, you know, YouTube and media, the new media leader of defending Kyrie Irving. He's going to be back and better than ever. Him and KD, we're going to get a full season. Well, not a full season. It's not going to be 82 games. That's, that's a little <laughs> presumptuous. It's going to be 65 or more games of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together. Yes. Y'all are going to see it, and they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know. I, I, I think if they overachieve, they could be a top four seed. But at the at current present, I have them being a confident playoff team. No play in this year. Playoff team. That's what I feel for, for the Brooklyn Nets. Mostly because both of the things that Nick says contradict each other. He says the Nets is not making the playoffs, but before that, he says the East sucks, and I don't see other than five teams in the East better than the, the Brooklyn Nets, especially if my projections, what my family tells me are correct. If they play 60 or more games Inside with, information. If they play 60 or more games with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, 
and maybe we get 10 games out of Ben Simmons. We are in there. Brooklyn Net. I'm going to Brooklyn playoff game, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing it for the media, for the new media, for the FMC. I will go to Brooklyn Nets playoff games if they prove me right. They they will be a top six seed, no play-in playoff team in the East. So you got the Nets and the Knicks making the playoffs, don't you? No, hell no. I hate the Knicks. I hate the Knicks. I don't like no, 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 no. Come on. Come no, on. no, 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 Come no, on. no. I only got enough energy for two tumultuous teams in my life. So Knicks had to be on the back burner. I'm a Lakers fan. And I got family on the Nets. That's all I can do. That's all I can <laughs> handle. My mom's been a Knicks fan for her entire life. I was like, how was it when you were a little girl and you saw the Knicks win the championship? How was that? I ask her that all the time. I can't be it. I've never, I've never been a Knicks fan. Never. I think I think I'm higher on Ben Simmons. Definitely than Nick is. Uh than, than most people are. That look, Ben Simmons, he, he's never so. gonna be able to shoot. It's just not gonna happen. But as a playmaker, very good. If Durant Durant will move off the ball. Is Kyrie going to move off the ball? I don't know. But Simmons can set him up. If he has if, before, though. He has with LeBron. Yeah. Did he? Yes, did he win? did. Yes, did he? he did. I watched those did games. He? Yes, he did. All right. Um, I think Ben Simmons. Then. You missed those games. <laughs> I think Ben Simmons, like, can play a good role on this Nets team. Like like SB3 said, the, the East ain't all that great. I'm not like, fuck Kevin Durant. I'm not betting against a healthy Kevin Durant because he's still one of the best players in the world. I think the Nets are a playoff team. I There are a lot of question marks. Their depth took a hit. Their health is going to be an issue. Just the vibes are going to be an issue with, with those three guys. But they're, they're a playoff team at the very least. They are a playoff team. I Kevin Durant was... My leader for MVP before he got hurt. He, he was season. my pick for MVP last season. I I have I love Kevin Durant. Let, okay, let's let let me clarify and make some stuff real clear. First of all, Kevin Durant to me, best player in the world right now, even over LeBron ah, James. And I love. I I I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel personally. I feel you on that. <laughs> but you got to separate the player from the man. Not as a Thunder fan. Not as a Thunder fan, I don't. I know. So why don't you keep but why don't you keep the same energy for James Harden though? Why don't you keep the same energy for James Harden? I do keep the same energy. I don't like James Harden either. You don't like the finals? No, I like Russ. Russ at least was loyal. James Harden at least got traded and was like, okay, fine. Kevin Durant left. Left after blowing a 3-1 lead because he forgot how to shoot the ball in game six and And then went went to the the team that beat him. Right. And then went to right. the team that beat him. Right. That to me was worse than what LeBron did. Like people yeah. brag on LeBron for what he did. Kevin Durant did something even worse. Not only did you leave, but you left to go to the team that beat you because you felt like they had the best chance to win a championship. Like, and I understand where the F Kevin Durant, because I, you know, I don't cuss the F Kevin Durant <laughs> stuff comes from. I understand it. I get it. But as a player, as a player. Me, He's one of my favorite players to watch, and he's one of the best players in the league. But it's still fuck Kevin Durant all I day. I know. <laughs> and you got keep that energy, baby. Keep that energy for when you see them not make the playoffs, and you can say, "Yeah, that's what you <laughs> get." Keep that same energy. But no, it, I look, man. It's 
I understand. You know, you got Kyrie Irving, who, again, another guy who's one of the he's a fantastic basketball player. But and I, and I know that's your family, but Jesus, <laughs> this dude, come on. And then Ben Simmons. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't with Ben I Simmons. I even mentioned Ben Simmons. I said I 10 games. <laughs> I can't with Ben Like, it's, I, it is, I could see them making the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs because I just don't think they'll, it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire in Brooklyn all season long. And it's just going to, it's going to be fun to watch everything off of the court. <laughs> and not even pay attention to what's going on on the court. So I, you know, but uh, yeah, no, no to Brooklyn. No, no, no. Uh, the no sleep Celt- till Brooklyn, but no to Brooklyn Nets. No. The Boston Celtics are in the finals last year. Um, they, 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 they're going through some stuff with their coaching, but they're bringing back largely the same team. And then they also added Malcolm Brogdon. I think a lot of people are high on Boston. I'm pretty high on Boston. I definitely think they're a top three seed once I go through my, my rundown. Uh, but like, where, where are we at on Boston? Nick, what, what do you think happens with Boston? Because Brogdon seemed to be a missing piece for them. It's going to be hard for Boston to recover from everything that happened during the offseason, especially considering that they won't have their head coach. Uh, they got a roster, man. They got a team. Tatum, Brown, Smart, Williams, Horford, Brogdon, Grant Williams too. Like they, they're deep. They got a team, so they got players. So they still, they're still going to be good. I don't see them getting back to the finals, but I think they'll still be good. Personally, I now hate the Boston Celtics with the fire of a thousand suns because their coach cheated. On Neil <laughs> You don't do that, man. Come on. But as a team, I think they're really good. SC3, where you at on the Celtics? They the Celtics have a lot more things for them to overcome. I did a preview before and I had them as a number one seed, and I don't think I would go that far today because you know the uh Udoku's thing is one thing you know being suspended and then your your head coach uh joe mazalo i think that's how you pronounce it he has basically no head coaching experience at all let alone nba experience so you have to get over that you have to get you have to get you know brogdon into the offense and into the chemistry you have to improve your clutch uh your clutch performance your clutch offense because that was an issue the entire season and most notable in the nba finals and then on top of all of that you got robert williams who had knee surgery that's going to keep him out for the first month of the season so they have to overcome a lot to even you know get into things but what they proved last season is that they can withstand anything they were 25 and 25 ladies and gentlemen to start the season last season and then became the most dominant team going into the playoffs and then made it to the nba finals and i think after the suspension with Yudoku back, with Williams back, I think the second half of the season, they're going to be that dominant team again. They still got Marcus Smart, who's a defensive juggernaut, defensive player of the year. You got Jalen Brown. You got uh, Jason Tatum. That duo, they they probably the best 
duo or in the argument for the best duo in the East. Al Horf is still there. So you still got a lot of your core contributors on this team. Grant Williams, uh, Derek White, who's key for his shooting three and D type of guy. So they have all these players. They're a deep roster, but I don't think we're going to see that deep roster until 2023. I think past January, that's when we're going to see the Celtics at full health. I like Boston. I Brogdon getting him. That definitely was the missing piece for them. And then the coaching stuff happened and that's going to like, that's going to set them back and everything. I think as players, they can do enough to sort of rally around the new coach, rally around each other to be okay. Um, I, I, I think they will be in the Eastern conference finals. Um, Actually, no, I like the bucks over, over them. Assuming assuming health, but I do like Boston during the regular season. They're they're going to be a good team. The other team I want to hit on is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't want to say my Cleveland Cavaliers just because I live in Ohio, but the Cavs made the big my trade. Cleveland Cavaliers. That's my East team. That's okay. my. I'm saying it now. Tell I'm me about it. Them. I'm saying it right now. This team, and this is going to be my Eastern Conference team for the next five years because these, these dudes are young. They're going to be fun to watch. You've got the one of the best backcourts in all of the NBA with Darius Garland, who I think is going to take that next step. I think you like with the with Minnesota. I think Minnesota and Cleveland are going to be the two teams to watch in each conference because it's not even about the big trade with Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland and Rudy Gobert going to Minnesota. It's the fact that they did get those guys, and then they have another guy who might be on the cusp of superstardom with Anthony Edwards for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Darius Garland for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But with Cleveland, they not only got Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, I think is. All the cups of superstardom as well. I think he's going to be one of the premier front court defensive players in this league. I think he's going to take that next step. He was a revelation as a rookie of the year. He's a future defensive player of the year candidate, in my opinion. And I think he's going to take that next step from what he did last year. Jared Allen is in that similar vein. I think he's another guy that has that potential if he can reach it to be a defensive player of the year candidate. Really, their only question mark is going to be Isaac Okor at a small forward. And then their bench, I, they do have some good pieces, some veterans like Kevin Love, who I think is going to be probably the core of their bench, their reserves. And then you got Karis LeVert, who's at a so-so uh, uh, season, uh, in my opinion. But I think he's going to step up being in Cleveland for a full season after splitting time in different places. So I think that Cleveland is going to take the biggest jump in the East. That's why I have them as my Eastern Conference team. Where are you at on Cleveland, Nick? It's hard to argue with that. You look at the roster. You look at what they were able to do last year. Yes, you have Mitchell. Yes, you have Mobley. Yes, you Mobley. Yes, you have Darius Garland. You also got Jared Allen. You got Karis LeVert. You are stacked <clears throat> if you're Cleveland. They may make a a deal to get, and somebody in the comments just said it, and it's true. They need a three. They need a solid three on the team, but. Overall, I think Cleveland is one of those teams in the East that can really make that ascent as top three, top four team. And I totally see it this season. Now, with Cleveland, you still have the LeBron stink. If you are, when I say stink, I mean, you know, LeBron won a championship and left. 
there's some people who are still upset about it. There's some who they're like, you want a championship. You can do whatever the heck you want to do. Bye. We'll see you later. But then, you know, you got your and you're there. So, you know, what part of Ohio do you live in? Akron. Okay, so so there there you go. That I'm like ten LeBron. minutes away from the I Promise School. <laughs> that is that is ground zero. So of course in that area, LeBron can really do no wrong. But outside of that, you go to Dayton or something like that, and there's gonna be folks who are upset. You know that he left, and you know why didn't you stay and win more championships and all this stuff? Why did, 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 did. this team can really separate themselves from that era? and do their own thing. So where the Cleveland Cavaliers are like, okay, we possibly could have a winning tradition in Cleveland if this team can stay solid. I don't think they're a championship team. I'm not saying that. But I think they could be a high-caliber Eastern Conference team because as I, as has been pointed out, I said it, and I'm not backtracking from it, East stinks. <laughs> but they do have some solid teams. Like, overall... Eastern Conference stinks, but they do have some solid teams, and Cleveland is one of those solid teams. I like Cleveland. I love that they went out and and got Donovan Mitchell. I'm high on certainly Garland and Mobley. Like I think they're both they're going to take an even bigger step this year. I actually like their their bench. I like Dean Wade. I like Akoru, uh, Karis Levert coming off the bench. Like I, and then Kevin Love. He's gonna he's gonna kind of lead that second unit. Jared Allen was hurt at the end of last season and then going into the, the play-in game. And that took a lot out of them because he was great. He was an all-star last year. He was great for yeah. them last year. So a healthy Jared Allen now with Donovan Mitchell there. I I think it will take a little bit of time to find some chemistry because Mitchell is used, so used to being ball dominant. And now Darius Garland's going to need his own touches. Mobley's going to need his touches. Levert's going to handle the ball a lot. So Mitchell's going to have to take a little bit of a backseat there. And that might take a little bit of time to find some chemistry. Otherwise, I, I absolutely love Cleveland. Uh, the other team I want to touch on, probably the last team in the East, and then we'll kind of run down everything. But the Atlanta Hawks, they got Trey Young. They added Deontay Murray. Where are we at on Atlanta? Because I think on paper, you know, they were Eastern Conference final team two years ago. Health played some factor. There was some stuff. Um, you know, the, uh, who, who, the the Sixers imploded to, to help the Hawks and everything. Um but look, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Regardless of how they get there, they beat the teams in front of them. Last year, big step back. Getting Murray, where are we at on, on the Atlanta Hawks? Nick? Trey Young was on Sammy Zay before any of us. Let me say that first and foremost. He was he was there at <laughs> the beginning. Does that, uh, that might make him an honorary oops. And if that's the case, then, uh, <laughs> you know, it's lights out for the Hawks. Um, I like Atlanta a lot. Atlanta for the past couple of seasons has been a team of potential, but they haven't really, since they went to, since they went as far as they did a couple of years ago, they haven't really lived up to that potential. Right. I mean, you got Trey young, uh, you got Murray, you got John Collins, Clint Capella, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is still a solid player. So you got the guys. Can they take that next step with Trey? Is Trey the kind of guy who can be the leader to take you to that next step? Because he, much like John Morant, exciting player to watch. You love watching Trey Young play basketball. 
is he the guy that's going to get you to the next level? And this season will really be kind of a, a, a testing ground for that. Can he take you to that next level? I don't I, I want to see it. I want to see it because I like I like Trey a lot, man. I like Trey Young as a player and as a guy. I like Trey. Can he take you to the next level? We're going to see. SP3, how do you feel about the Hawks? I am a big fan of Trey Young because he uh, murked the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, and anyone who does that, I'm a huge fan of. Even Reggie Miller, even after his fight with Kobe, I was still a fan of his because he murked the Knicks. I appreciate stuff like that. So I think that they have a good starting five. I think their depth isn't isn't is one issue uh, outside of their starting five because they have a couple of good uh, you know key reserves like Vodatovich and Anakio Okonu uh, who who needs to improve as far as like his skills. He brings plenty of energy off the bench, but skill wise, they have to improve their biggest issue defense. Like is, are they going to follow the lead of, of DeJounte Murray? DeJounte Murray is one of the best all around players in the NBA, probably underrated in that department, but he can be that defensive backbone for this team. Do they follow him? Do they get a uh, healthy and motivated DeAndre Hunter? Who's going to be trying to get a contract extension this year. I have him on my fantasy team because I'm like people that try to get a contract extension always usually have a big year. So I'm expecting Hunter. To, to really contribute, you know, he's going to be one of their high-level defenders on this team, and he's going to be key to if they're going to follow in the lead of Murray or if they're going to be one of the worst defensive teams like they were last year. And in moments of truth, and they had a lot of close games, and it just came down to their defense breaking down at the wrong point in the fourth quarter. So if they can have those close games again and get the stops when they're needed behind Murray, I think this team can be in the play. Playoffs for me, I think they're going to be in the play-in, but I'm not sure about the playoffs. I love Trey Young. Been very high on Trey Young. I think, I think he got a bad rap last season because the Hawks just weren't as good. His numbers are good defensively. That team is just a complete trash fire, and that that is the issue. Uh, but as as an offense player, Trey Young's great. The one thing I need to see from him is more off-ball stuff especially with Murray, because now the ball is going to be out of his hands more. And I need to see Trey moving. Uh, nobody's Steph, but what makes Steph great is that he just ain't standing around dribbling. Okay, step back three and everything. He's moving off the ball, just trying to get open, trying to create for himself when the ball's not in his hands. Can Trey Young do that? This is his opportunity to prove that he can do it. But I do like Atlanta. I, I'm big, big on Deontay Murray. I, I think he's, he's a great addition to this team. And I expect that uh, them to take a step as well. All right, let's get into any other teams you want to hit on. Maybe a sleeper team like Toronto's there, Chicago's there. Any other sleeper oh. teams? The Nets oh. or the Knicks? I know you love the Knicks. SP three, the Heat. I mean, that was the one seed last year. We didn't really even talk about the Heat. Any teams you want to you want to get on there? Guys, me three. I was. Like, how are we not talking about the Miami Heat? <laughs> How are we not talking about the Miami Heat? They lost P.J. Tucker. They lost P.J. Tucker. <laughs> I will repeat. How are we not talking about did they? Did they lose Jimmy Butler? That's they all lost, that matters. They gained a lot of Jimmy Butler hair. This man coming in with dreadlocks this season. Which means Jimmy Butler was already a menace. <laughs> now with dreadlocks, he is a straight-up problem. Are you kidding me? 
That man about to be like a Haitian with 15 jobs. You just don't want to <laughs> see him on the streets. It's crazy. But you got Bam at the bio. You got Kyle Lowry. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, man. Come on. Like one of the most underrated players in the league to me. I Tyler is going to be a huge factor for the Miami Heat. So I still see them as one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so uh, how are we not talking about the how are we not talking about the Heat, man? Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm Come not on. I'm not high on Miami. I, I think Apparently. Eric Spolstra is the best coach. I like Jimmy Butler, I like Bam Adebayo. I don't know. Like last season, last season they were a surprise team. I didn't suspect they'd get the one seed. They lost in the, the conference finals, but you know, they still made the conference finals. I'm not super high on the Miami Heat. They're a playoff team. I think Boston, Philly, Milwaukee are, are all better than yeah. Miami. I think a I think surprise team. It wasn't that long ago they were in the NBA finals. This is true. Team. That now that season doesn't what? count though because it was in the bubble. Oh, the Lakers does ring count. doesn't count. It does the count. Lakers ring doesn't no, no, count. No, 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 no. I wanted to go in on <laughs> this last week. I went to go in on this last week, but I'm gonna go in on it now because you said it. But I watched Legacy about the Los Angeles Lakers and the Lakers Sorry. dedicating that season and wanting to finish that season. Although they voted, they was they were they didn't really want to go that season. They wanted to protect everyone. From the from the pandemic, they didn't want to play that season. But when they did, when the vote decided that they were going to play, they wanted to play and win the championship for Kobe Bryant. So by saying that championship doesn't matter, you're saying the championship dedicated to one of the greatest players of all time doesn't matter, Jeremy. That is Jeremy, preposterous. Jeremy, Last, do you hate Kobe Bryant? You hate, you Kobe, hate Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Nice. You hate Kobe this, Bryant. This isn't nice. It's not. <laughs> I, I think Kobe. Thank is you, great. thank you, Nick. You see it. You see it. You see this. Do you feel the same way about Kobe Bryant that you do about Kevin Durant? Let's come on. Absolutely let's talk not. It out. No. Let's talk it out. Let's talk it out right now. Come on. I think Kobe is great. No. Um, I'm not gonna besmirch Kobe Bryant. That ring does not count because it was in the bubble. No. Contradicting yourself. Mickey Mouse ring. You just because they dedicated it to Kobe doesn't put it on a different level. Yes, it, it should. No, it, it doesn't. Everybody had to go through the same type of, uh, yep. you know, conditions and everything. Don't disparage the bubble. Exactly. The bubble Don't was actually like some bubble. of the best basketball I've ever seen. The there it, is. it was. It was. Bubble ball. Bubble ball was great. We, we talk, a lot of the things that we talked about came out of the bubble. John Morant, we talked about is. Jamal Murray becoming a star there. There was that, that was a great time, in my opinion. And real quick, I know we just somebody in the comments just said it. I know we gotta you know wrap up and talk about the rest of the East Conference. But remember when Coach Spo was supposed to be like he was just holding the seat warm for Pat Riley to come down yeah. from the Raptors yeah. and take over as the coach, and you know that and he's about the longest tenure coach in the NBA now. Yep. So let's let's give Spolstra his flowers now because he came in as a supposed lame duck and now he's right up there with like Steve Kerr and some of the other coaches as one of the best coaches in the league. 
But so he let, followed in the, in the footsteps of Pat Riley. Like a lot of like like me, I knew about his history, but seeing the stuff like legacy and uh, winning time, Pat Riley, he was a commentator that was just supposed to come on and help Westhead uh, back in the eighties when uh, McMillan, uh had the accident on his bike. He wasn't supposed to be there uh, full full time, so it kind of is appropriate that his successor uh, Spo kind of has that similar. Like he was. Everybody said if they after they failed that that first season with the big three in Miami, people thought, oh, Pat Riley's taking over. Pat Riley's taking mm-hmm. over the next season. And when he did it, and then they win the championship, and ever since then, he's been one of the best coaches in the league. As far as this team this year, I think the big question is Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Is Kyle Lowry done? Is he fit for duty? Is he ready to go? Is his durability gonna gonna be you know good as we get to the later stages of the season? Because like I said, I think this team is confidently in the top five, but I think they're at the bottom end of that top five in the East. But they could they can necessarily drop if the Nets overachieve. I think the Nets could be better than them if Toronto overachieves because they have a young core with Scotty Barnes, uh, Pascal mm. Siakam is still mm-hmm. there. They got the vets that they need as well. I think the big question for uh, Toronto is how good is Scotty Barnes going to be coming off the Rookie of the Year? Is he going to hit that sophomore wall? You got Fred VanVleet, you got Gary Trent. So I think they those teams, the Nets, Raptors, and Heat. They, they could be in that top five conversation or one of those teams could be in a play-in situation by the end of the year. I think those teams are pretty much even due to their the issues or the question marks that they got going into the season. I like Toronto. I really like Scotty Barnes. I think Toronto actually finishes higher than Miami. That's, wow. that's my, my bold prediction out there. I like Nick Nurse as well. I think he's a very good coach. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give me, mm-hmm. give me your eight, uh, real quickly. Somebody, Trey Jones says. So if anyone but the Lakers won, what did it count? No, no, it didn't matter who won. Yes, it. No, it I guarantee you, if Miami beat the Lakers, you oh, would no. still be talking about it. No, no. yeah, that's a oh, bold face lie. No. That is a bold face lie. None of what happened in the bubble matters. It, anything that happened in the bubble, none of it matters because none of it was sustainable. Anthony Davis, right, thank you for Anthony Davis. Really how great of a three-point uh, shooter is he when he's got a crowd heckling him? How, somebody how cut his mic. The ball when a crowd. Is one guy. Him? One somebody guy. Cut his mic. One guy. You point out one guy. Come on, man. Respect the bubble. <laughs> bubble did have great basketball. I'm gonna rag on the bubble ring. All, all the time. Talking out of both sides of the Mickey mouth. Mouse ring all the Come time. Oh. Look, I, every, everyone who actually knows knows I'm mad about the bubble because that we should have imploded the Rockets that season. And then Billy Donovan can't even win a road game in the bubble. He can't win a road game in the bubble. There How's that even possible? There we How's go. Impossible? Now we get to really the root good. of it. Oh, now we really, always the thunder. Does, the thunder is just the cause of all my pain, no matter what. <laughs> that's 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 really what it comes down to. Is everything that I hate is because of the Oklahoma City Thunder, my favorite basketball team. That's really the root of it. And I'm just trolling SP3 for, for yes, people who don't who don't get it. There it the is. Yeah, that's what it really is. But that Mickey Mouse ring still doesn't count. Not a real ring. All right, give me your eight teams in the Eastern Conference. Eight SP3. Eight. I'll give you 10, and then who wins the play as oh, per usual? Uh, number one, I'm going to – I think that regular season, you guys are right. Sixers are going to overachieve uh, – not overachieve, but go meet their potential, and they're going to be the number one seed in the East. Uh, number two, 
I think it's going to be Boston. I think Boston, once again, once they get healthy, they get Yudoku back. They're going to have a killer second half of the season and they're going to finish second again. Third, I'm going to Cleveland Cavaliers, or should I say my Cleveland Cavaliers. I've been to Cleveland, y'all, so I could claim them now. I've been to Cleveland. It's my Cleveland Cavaliers. Number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think, yes, I think the Bucks are going from the four seed to the finals. That's what I think. When they're uh, when they underachieve in the regular season, that's when they overachieve in the playoffs. Uh, number five, I'll go with the Miami Heat. Number six, I'll go with Toronto Raptors. Number seven, the Chicago Bulls. Number eight, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, no, actually, I got to revamp all of this. Okay. <laughs> I just realized I made a mistake. Uh, number five. Number five, I'll actually go, yeah, Miami, I'm, I'm, I'm not too confident in those question marks. Number five, I'll go Brooklyn Nets. Number six, Miami, Miami Heat. See. Number seven, Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you were right the first time. <laughs> you were right the first time. Number seven, Toronto Raptors. Number eight, Chicago Bulls. Number nine, Atlanta Hawks. Number 10, let's go with. I think I think Paolo is going to have a huge year, so I'm going to go with Orlando, even though they're a dumpster fire. All right, so who wins the play-in games? The play-in games will be won by the Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. Who you got in the East? Let me give you my eight. Thank you. Seeds. Um, <sighs> so the one seed will be the Milwaukee Bucks. Two seed uh, Philadelphia 76ers, three seed Miami Heat, <clears throat> your uh, Celtics at the four. four, Celtics at the four. Uh, let's go Hawks, five, no, Cavs, five, Hawks, six. Bulls seven. Wait a minute. Do, have I said Toronto yet? No. No. Toronto seven. Bulls eight. Okay. Right, now I that pains me because I think Charlotte will actually be a good team again this year. I I think I think Melo being out and no and bridges no bridges. I know, so I know, I, but I I, I I don't have confidence in them to even make the play in anymore. I I know it's I I I still. I don't know why, but I just feel like they could still possibly do something this year. I don't know why, but and and look out for the Pistons this year too. Yo, I I yo we we was clairvoyant because I literally was about to say that I was like, yo, Pistons about to be a sleeper though. Look, I think they for the Pistons because the Pistons for that ten spot. Pistons could absolutely upset the apple cart this year, uh. So just stay looking out for the Pistons because they could be real solid this year. They got shooters, they got they got a big that can play and just really run the length of the court, so look out for the Pistons, but you know who you don't need to look out? For the Brooklyn Nets because <laughs> they will be trash and they're going to light that trash on fire and we're all going to watch the dumpster fire for the entirety of the season. 
Now watch, watch Brooklyn be number one in the East. We're going to invite Nick back on so he can eat that crow. No. And my family no. member, Kyrie, averaging 27, eight assists, 60-plus games. He's going to be averaging all that on his way to the house. <laughs> I don't doubt Trey, the numbers. I don't doubt the numbers, but, yeah. It's... Trey says the Miami hate is disgusting. Well, get ready. Get ready, Trey. Come on. My, my one seed, Philadelphia 76ers. Two. Cleveland Cavaliers, three, Milwaukee Bucks, four, Boston Celtics, five, Toronto Raptors, six, Miami Heat, seven, Brooklyn Nets, eight. Who was I missing here? Where's my where's my eight seed at? You know, seven. Seven teams make it. <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta was my eight seed. Oh, I was about to say. I was about to say, about to say like, before you got Atlanta, man. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta's eight. Yeah, Atlanta's eight. I, did you, I even, thought I named did you, them, did you but... mention the Bulls at all? No, I don't yeah. like the Bulls. What? He's nah. not high on the Bill, Bulls. Billy Donovan's their coach. They're probably a play-in Here team. we go. No, let it Billy go. Donovan. Don't <laughs> Come like on, Elsa. Let it go. No, no. He don't. He don't let nothing go, oh, Nick. Oh man, this Donovan. is what I have to deal with. He's talking about what I, what he has to I don't deal trust with. Him. This wow. is what I have to deal with. Lonzo, like Lonzo being hurt, that crippled their season last year. Is their defense fell apart when Lonzo got hurt? I don't know if Lonzo's holding up. Demar Derozan, great. He hits a bunch of mid-range shots, and sure, whatever. Uh, that not not big on Derozan, not big on the Bulls. So, so, you can, so you can put him. Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Yeah, but you can't put Billy Donovan in there because Kevin Durant's a good basketball player. Billy Donovan is not a good basketball coach. <laughs> differences, there's key in, in big differences, but I will say, uh, yeah, the Lonzo Ball. Uh, being out yeah. for the Bulls is huge. He's not, yeah. I don't think he's coming back this season from how it's sounding. And once again, man, do the do the Bulls have the worst luck with point guards in NBA history? Oh, man. Derek Rose, Jay Williams, now Lonzo Ball. Like that, yeah, I, I've never heard of something like at the same position with like and then oh, with Lonzo and Derek Derrick Rose it's very similar slow to heel left knees like, like it's too similar all of these situations but other than that they still have a good a good depth in their roster you know Alex Caruso he's going to he's the best option to fill the void for Lonzo Ball uh Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan is going to be some of the best like uh combo of scorers in the NBA Patrick Williams I think he's going to take the next step he's a key defender for the team Nikola v- Vucic, he's going to be good uh, at the center spot. So they have players, but yeah, I, at best, I think they're eighth seed and they probably are not going to make the playoffs. They'll be in a play and they, they, ain't, they ain't winning anything. I gave my eight. I stick by my eight. All right. Give me your, give me your, give me your champion, SV3. Who's winning it all? The 2023 NBA champions will be, I've changed my pick. Twice already, and I'm going to make it a third time. The, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks will be the 2023 NBA champions. I think Yantis Antetokounmpo will be a top 10 all-time player to some people. There will be some people who make that argument, 
after they after he gets another defensive player of the year this season, he wins another championship, another finals MVP, and they beat the Golden State Warriors, which may be the final time the Golden State Warriors make the NBA finals, and he beats another all-time great player in Stephen Curry. Giannis Antetokounmpo is gonna be is gonna create his legacy with this win. Nick, who you got winning the the title? To quote one of my favorite movies of all time, Warriors (laughs) come out to play. Look, man. As SP3 said, this may be the final time that this team is constituted the way that they are. This may be their final run towards the championship. Boy, you talk about a team playing with their hair on fire. Wait till you see what the the Golden State Warriors, if they, again, this is going to be predicated on health in all sports, in any sport. Success of a team is going to be predicated on health. If your core players can stay healthy, then you have just about as good a chance as anybody else to win a championship. But when you have the lineup that the Warriors have, and then you add Wiseman into the mix, it's like adding Kurt Angle into the mix. Other teams' chances drastically go down. We're doing the Steiner math on this one. I got the Warriors almost cruising to an NBA championship and beating the 76ers in the finals in five. Uh, I'm going to give you a game prediction on top of it. I mean, look, yeah, I got, not, I got Bucks in seven. I think it's going to – I will change my mind tomorrow and say the Warriors <laughs> That That's a – this flip-flop I, is not doing yourself any any case here. That's, that's fine. You know what? I'm a flip-flop right now. I'm going with the go to say Warriors. Nick's argument was so convincing. I'm... Anyway, SP3 is my <laughs> show. I'll bring him back because he'll, he'll, he'll want to ridicule my pick when oh. I pick – the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship. The you Denver Nuggets, Jokic. I'm going. See, everyone wants to go with the safe picks like the Bucks and the Warriors because they've been here and everything. At some point, we get a new team in this mix. It happens all the time in the NBA. The NBA is like sometimes the most unpredictable I in said the, the world. Because no, the Sixers are a good pick. I mean, that's my finals pick. That's who they beat in the finals. Nuggets in six. But the NBA is so crazy because everybody's demanding trades. Everybody wants to go elsewhere. Health, as you said, Nick, depend a lot depends on health. Yeah. The NBA is is nuts from season to season. The 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 Nuggets, they got cohesion, they got the chemistry, they got Jokic. SP3, you're muted. Great job trying to just talk while you're muting. You you muted yourself. I didn't even mute you. Yeah, yeah. I muted myself on purpose. <laughs> yeah, because they got they got Jokic, they got Murray, they got Michael Porter Jr., they got Aaron Gordon. They got a core that's been there, that's been through the trials and tribulations together. They get over the hump. Denver Nuggets, 2023 NBA champions, just like the Stanley Cup 2022. Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, Denver, baby. Oh, here we go. Let's ride. Let's here ride, Denver. Here we go. First of all, <laughs> I can't wait for the Sabres to, to, to just finally live up to their potential and win a I Stanley like Alex Cup. Stock. 
I like Alex. Yeah, Tuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sabers are dope. Secondly, I can see the Nuggets winning it. I could absolutely see. And honestly, not 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 as a troll mechanism towards SP three. This, this I'm is not like That's my yeah, he's trolling. He's trolling no. a little bit. A little yeah, bit of because this is on record. I'm not gonna troll bit. like if I troll on Twitter, I'll troll on Twitter, but I'm not gonna troll on this show. I truly believe in the Nuggets. I truly believe what I'm saying because I, I, you I, you can go with chalk stuff, Warriors, Bucks, sure, but like it happens every year. So there's some crazy thing that happens, and a surprise team comes up. No one had the Heat in the finals. It, that it, that finals appearance didn't actually count. But no one had the heat in the final. <laughs> now you're trolling. Now you're trolling. Now you're trolling. The Celtics? You know, Who had the Celtics in the finals last A bunch year? of people did after the, nah. the end of their regular season, yeah. A lot of at the end of the regular season, sure. But no one no one had them at the beginning of the regular season. And no one had them in December when everyone was like, trade Jason Tatum, trade Jalen Brown. No one had them then. Crazy stuff happens. In the That's NBA. because in January they went on a roll. They went on an epic roll yeah. starting in January and got to where they were and went to the finals. Look, I again, I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily disagree with how they could possibly win it. And again, you got Jokic, who is top five in the league to me. So I I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't have the same pick. I can understand why you're picking the Nuggets. I'm not gonna poo-poo it, but we're we're going to see. We we're shall absolutely see. going to see. Jokic is a great player, top eight in the league. Um, but I don't see the Nuggets even making it past the second round. I don't see in, in the in the playoffs that didn't count to you was the only time they made it far into the playoffs. So I have no other history that can tell me otherwise that I should be confident that they're going to make it to the NBA to the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Like, I don't know what you're smoking this morning. Smoking on that Jokic pack. That's what I'm going to be smoking on at the end of the year. I'm going to be smoking on that Jokic pack when he's eliminated from the playoffs. History. Let me let me say what I what I what I've seen in the past. No, you got to be forward thinking. You got to be light years, SB three, and you're not light years. That's why. That's the difference between us. You're just looking at the history of things. You got to well, be. Well, you got to be well, one step ahead when well, it comes. One to One of us predicted the Warriors to win at the beginning of the playoffs last season, and I did that based on. I picked the Warriors to win at the beginning of the season. And- Last no, year, you well, you, yes, I did, and you picked no. the Lakers because yes. you were high. No, you I picked not. the Warriors. I'm gonna go back and watch. I'm go, back go watch. back and watch. Check the I tape. Was, checking the tape. Check the tape. I had the Warriors because I was like, they're gonna be healthy. They're gonna be a problem. You're like the Lakers, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. How'd that work out, huh? I'm always gonna go with my team. I don't go yeah. against my team like you do. My team's not good. Why am I going to pick them? Exactly. You should be confident in your team, though. Like I said earlier, I'm a Rockets fan from, from like, the time I was a kid. I ain't picking him for Jack. Yeah. How am I going to pick Hey, if I was a Rockets fan, good? I would say they're going to be the top seed in the play-in. Well, well, see, that, that's, that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to that? say. Yeah. We're, 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 we're talking about logic and reason here. I got like, Jalen Green on my on my fantasy team. I'm confident in the Houston Rockets. Much like Kyrie is gonna ball out for the Nets and they're gonna drop like a stone. I can understand that. 
You can have one player that's going to ball out and be an all-star. Your team can still suck. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going to happen with the Rockets. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the only one on the on screen that's confident in their team. And confident because in your their team pick. is supposed to be good. That's why I'm confidently picking the Golden State Warriors to win the yeah. NBA championship. No, but I'm, jump, I'm, 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 jump ship. I'm not with the Rockets anymore. I'm Pelicans, baby. I'm high on the Pelicans. I'm in New Orleans now. Fly, Pelican, fly. Look at the little Pelican. Fly, Pelican, fly. <laughs> I, I expect Shea to have a great season. I expect White Magic, Josh Giddy to be in the conversation for most improved. <laughs> Because still called him white magic. That's a, a better jump shot than doing? magic, too. You see Josh Kitty lighting white it up in the magic. preseason from what are we three. doing? What white are we magic. doing? What are we Josh doing? Josh Kitty, the what truth. He's not even a better jump shot than magic. Yeah, Josh Kitty. Is spurt. there a way that we can get rid of him? Josh Kitty ain't even the white, white chocolate. Like, what white are we magic. doing? He ain't, even, he ain't even the white Jason you. Williams. <laughs> How dare you disparage the name of Irvin Magic Johnson? How dare you? How dare you? Unfortunately, you? we don't have Chet. That that's a big that that's that's like Chet wasn't gonna make us a playoff team, but just watching. Why well, you, well, you don't call him White Kareem? I gotta see him play in the NBA a little bit first. Like I I'm, I don't just bestow that after one you know after no games in the NBA. It takes at least one game. White Kareem. <laughs> call him Kareem we got we got shay black steve nash shay gilgis alexander and we got what? white magic Can, what? someone take him someone, someone. shay gilgis alexander called himself the black steve nash by the way that's not me that is he called himself that white the, magic the i did black just. steve nash what what are we doing he like, said what, that himself. In this in this political climate, this is what we want to do. <laughs> in this economy, this is the kind of language that we want to use. Christmas is canceled, kids. This is not what we're doing. What is going on? No. Nick, you are welcome uh, back anytime to talk hoops with us yeah, on this man. show. As always, do we appreciate you joining us today? Let everyone know so where, where they can find you at. Uh, at Mr. Professor 318 on all social media. We just hit 1.2 million followers on TikTok, which is insane. Um, and moving up on Twitter and Instagram as well. We thank you guys for that. You can also catch me on Facebook. Uh, I gotta do something with my YouTube, and I'm eventually gonna do that, but the, there's nothing really there now. Um <laughs> and of course you can catch me on Thursday mornings on Wanna Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison where we go over all of your best bets in sports for your weekend uh Thursday mornings from 10 to 12 uh central time uh you can go to espn1003.com to listen live and also on the TuneIn radio app uh ESPN 100.3 in New Orleans Louisiana so make sure you guys uh check that out Yo, thank you, Nick. We appreciate yes. it. Everyone follow him. He's doing great work on the, the Fightful TikTok and and all the other ventures that he is hey, in. Hey, Fightful Hello. TikTok is over 4,000 followers now. So, yeah. hey, check it Yo. out, man. We're moving. We're moving. <laughs> Big time. SV3, for some reason, I let you promote stuff. Promote <laughs> whatever you're going to promote. Follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSV3 <laughs> if you want to hear me talk about sports some more. Go over to TrueHillHeatSports.com 
Uh, I don't know if we're doing watch-alongs for games tomorrow. Maybe here, maybe there. I don't know. You'll see me anywhere. There you go. Follow me there. Uh, and we're, we also might do an NBA draft. If we do it, it's tonight. I've been very behind on that. But I'll put out a tweet like, hey, if you guys want to be part of our, our fantasy league, if we, if we get enough interest, then, well, then we'll do one tonight. we got to figure out a time, SV3. Yes. Guys, thank you for joining us here on FMC. We'll be back next week with the usual kind of slate of programming, looking back at week one in the NBA, talk uh, some challenge as that kicked off and, and whatever else comes across on our feed on our non-wrestling chat here. We appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week. Keep it locked to Fightful Overbooked. Bye, everybody.